0: The time is 6 o'clock. I now call this meeting to order. This meeting is open to the public. and is being held in a hybrid format in accordance with the hi- the board, Commission electronic participation, connected, and hybrid meeting policy. Um, I'll ask the recording secretary to take a roll call.
1: Chair Ahrens? Present. Vice Chair Cote? <laughs> Commissioner Salinas? Present. Commissioner Samuelson? Present. Commissioner McHugh. Here. Commissioner Warnke. Present. Commissioner Martinez. Present. Town Council liaison, <laughs> Mayor Jason Gray. Here. Staff in attendance, Kevin Reed. Present. TJ Kacheski. Present. Mike Hyman. Here. Brianna Simon. She's here. Sandy Vossler here also Laura Kent Lisa Bright Unger <coughs> and Roy Galea here. and myself Abigail Nichols thank you
0: okay all members of the Commission are present with the exception of uh, Commissioner Cote hope he's feeling better um, mr. Wade has this meeting an agenda been noticed in accordance with the requirements of the open meeting or Yes, it has. Great. Next item is to approve the minutes from July 27th. They've been circulated. If nobody has any changes, I'll accept the motion to uh, accept those. So moved. Second? I'll second. Fantastic. We have a motion by Mr. Wonky and a second by Mr. Samuelson. Can we have a vote?
1: Chair Ahrens? Aye. Commissioner Salinas? Aye. Commissioner Samuelson? Aye. Commissioner McHugh? Aye. Commissioner Warnke? Aye. Commissioner Martinez? Aye. Thank you.
0: Motion is six to one. Two, three, four, five, six, or six to zero. All right, we are moving on to the public hearing items. PC 2023-022, Alexander Way annexation, plan development plan, and zoning regulations east of the Silver Heights subdivision in unincorporated Douglas County, north of Alexander Place, and west of Diamond Ridge Estates. Um, The commission must evaluate this proposal under criteria established under the municipal code as summarized in the staff report. The commission will hear from staff, applicant, and the public. Do any commissioners have any th- matter that they wish to disclose before we begin? OK. Public comments will be taken on all items, and speakers will be limited to four minutes per speaker. In lieu of appearing in person, the commission has accepted sign-up request to speak to an item received by 1 o'clock today via email or phone. The commission has also accepted written comments to be entered into the record. Mr. Bolin has this application been properly noticed
2: for review in accordance with municipal code? It has. Do you wish to enter it into the record? I would like to uh, enter my staff uh, presentation into the record, please. Fantastic. Uh, the floor is yours. Okay, so we are here uh, this evening uh, for the Alexander Way annexation and plan development plan and zoning regulations. Um, there's this is actually two items with two separate note, uh, motions, but I'll be presenting them as one as, as it's one project. So for the Alexander Way annexation process, there's there's several steps along the way for an annexation. Um, The first is the annexation petition must be accepted, which was done on September 16th, 2021. And then on October 19th, uh, 2021, a substantial compliance hearing was held. Um, That meeting um, basically is saying that the petition was accurate and complete. On December 27th, 2021, a eligibility hearing was held, meaning that um, what they look at is is the property eligible to be annexed, which it was determined to be um, eligible. And then that brings us to this evening, um, at which time we will consider the actual annexation and zoning hearing. So, the um, said property includes 73.7 acres um, within undeveloped or within unincorporated Douglas County, which is seeking to be annexed. Uh, the property also includes 4.2 acres, uh, which is already in town. Overall, the property is east of Silver Heights. It's north of Alexander Place and west of Diamond Ridge Estates. Um, it's also kind of just southeast of the Home Depot. So the existing conditions is that the property is undeveloped. Um, the county parcels, which the, the 73 acres is actually two parcels, are zoned A1, which allows for a variety of agricultural uses and uh, single family uh, development. Uh, The town property is a part of the Maher Ranch PD. Um, The use area is um, zoned for open space, uh, but it does allow for uh, private membership clubs, health clubs, and including incidental shops, personal service establishments, restaurants, and lounges and community centers. This uh, property is unplatted and has not been included in any of the site development plans for the Maher Ranch area. Uh, generally, the property slopes west to northwest, and there's a steep incline to the ri- to a ridge on the east. Um, the surrounding development includes the Silver Heights uh, residential development to the east, um, undeveloped town property to the south, um, the Diamond Ridge property, uh, which is in the town, the single-family development to the east, and then um, some large lot Uh, properties to the north that are an unincorporated Douglas County so the applicant is proposing a plan development plan for the zoning it includes the full 77 plus acres Um, in summary they are proposing three planning areas that includes uh, a total of 77 residential units which comes out to a density of just under one uh, dwelling unit per acre the um, the applicant is proposing a open space area of 31.25 acres, which equals 40% of the total property. Um, and this is one large contiguous property that runs from north to south on the east side of the property. Um, the two sing, uh, two planning areas that allow residential uses is a 55 large lot single family detached area and then the a uh, use area that allows for 22 live work units. Uh, general benefits that the um, Plan is presenting uh, that has staff has reviewed is that it's bringing excess groundwater rights. It's a logical infill property. It provides appropriate transition to existing development, and it provides the town control of growth patterns and standards kind of within an area that's encircled by the town. So just a little bit more details on the uh, planning use areas. Um, as I said, there is a planning use area that allows for single-family detached uh, residences. It runs from the north to the south, predominantly on the western side and the central part of the property. It's 45 point, 41.56 acres in size. It allows for 55 large lot um, single-family detached lots with a minimum lot size of a half acre. Um, due, due to feedback that they received during community meetings, the uh, properties along the east side of silver or the west side along silver heights have larger rear setbacks uh, backing up to that neighborhood the next uh, plan planning area is on the uh, southwest uh, corner of the property it's five and a half acres it allows for 22 live work units which is a mixture of attached and detached residential units these units are going to, the zoning allows for complementary work uses that will be conducted entirely in the home. This is kind of an expansion of the town's um, home occupation regulations. So things that are kind of additionally allowed are beauty nail salons and barbershops uh, with a two chair maximum. Um, group classes with a maximum of five participants. Um, and, you know, if you, you run a business, you can have no more than five non-resident employees. And it is required that the owner of the property, the, the, the person who lives there, is the, is the business operator. And the final use area is the open space area. This is a 31.25 acre uh, parcel that will be de- conveyed to the town. It is contiguous along the, from north to south on the east side of the property. Um, they are also proposing a 1.5 acre neighborhood park that will kind of be in between the two residential areas. Um, there's also a tract, a 15 foot tract along the southern boundary that mirrors a 15 foot tract that's already in existence that's owned by the town that could create a potential trail corridor to the open space. In um, the image that I have here, um, the open space that they're proposing to convey is in the medium green. The brighter green is existing private open space, and then the darker green is town open space. So this kind of um, is adjacent to existing open space and kind of creates a a larger corridor of open space. So, Town Council will consider an act on the development great, uh, agreement at the public hearing in November, but I did want to provide you kind of a high level overview of what the uh, development agreement will state. Um, the owner is going to convey all groundwater rights underneath the property to the town. The owner is actually bringing additional groundwater rights that they hold that are actually within the town boundary and we'll be providing those to the town. Um, Contributions to the Founders-Allen intersection and the Founders-Front Street intersection are gonna be provided. Um, As I kind of stated, the open space will be conveyed to the town. Um, Within that open space, construction and maintenance of a natural surface trail system uh, will be constructed by the applicant, and there will be public land dedication cash and lieu contributions uh, to be determined at the time of plat. And just kind of a quick summary on the uh, community outreach and feedback, which the applicant will be going into more detail um, in their presentation. Um, for a annexation and zoning, there's three neighborhood meetings that are required. Um, the applicant to this date has held four meetings. Uh, the first meeting was held in July. It was in a hybrid format. Um, it was virtually and held at town count, uh, in these chambers. About 45 people attended. There was an additional meeting in February of 2022. It ended up being virtual, it was originally scheduled to be hybrid, but there was a snowstorm that closed the school that they were going to hold the meeting, so it, was, it ended up being held strictly virtual. We had about 15 people in attendance. Um, this past April, we did a hybrid meeting held at the uh, library with, with about five people combined and then a virtual meeting um, just about a week ago, at uh, which no public uh, attended. So um, staff has completed a thorough review and analysis of the annexation and zoning proposal since uh, the petition was accepted. Analysis include uh, review and assessment, assessment of traffic, the, uh, traffic impact analysis, uh, water rights, utility and drain, drainage reports, compliance with state statutes, the municipal code and technical criteria, um, exter- external referral comments and neighborhood feedback. When reviewing an annexation we look at the 2030 comprehensive master plan and look at the principles that the uh, application uh, meets and i've provided you a list and in my staff report i go into detail um, include a couple of these include responsible growth growth we look for annexation of infill areas uh, the property the application is providing a mix of housing options uh, including a housing option that's i don't believe is in the town um, AND IT ALSO LOOKS AT um, THE PARKS AND RECREATION um, ASPECTS THAT'S BEING PROVIDED. STAFF ALSO um, CONCLUDES THAT THE PROPOSED PLAN, DEVELOPMENT, PLAN, AND ZONING REGULATIONS MEET ALL CRITERIA outland, OUTLINED IN SECTION 17.34.030, um, AS LISTED ON THE SLIDE, THAT IT MEETS THE uh, COMMUNITY vi- VISION LAND USE ENTITLEMENTS, um, IT IS re- uh, RESPONSIBLE TO THE RELATIONSHIP TO SURROUNDING area. It provides adequate circulation and connectivity. Um, the service phasing and an off-site impacts are appropriate, um, that it provides appropriate open space, public lands and recreation amenities, and that it preserves natural features. Therefore, staff recommends that the Planning Commission provide a recommend, recommendation of approval to Town Council of the proposed Alexander Way Annexation and Plan Development Plan and Zoning Regulations. As I stated we have two motions here Um, first is the annexation and we provide um, a suggested motion of recommendation but also provide two alternative motions. And second you'll uh, provide a recommendation on the proposed uh, plan development plan and zoning regulations again a um, recommended uh, recommendation of approval but also additional motions for your considerations. I'm happy to answer any questions at this time. Um, We do have our applicant here who will be providing an application or a presentation.
0: I do have one, Mr. Bolin. Um, Live work units. I don't think I've heard that before. Is that something new or is
2: it just something that doesn't come very often? So I think it's a housing type that's been I mean, originally it's a traditional housing type. If you think about um, back way back when is you know, you'd have a shop at the on the ground level and then apartment above. So it's really more of a traditional um, housing type that it's kind of gone away and is starting to kind of make its way back. Um, and so uh, does that answer your question? It does. Thank right.
0: you. And if the applicant would like to make a presentation the red light means it's on.
3: Okay. Uh, my name is Len Halfman. I am I'm, I'm going to give my address as the house I'm currently building in Castle Rock, which is 1313 Evelina Road. Uh, we are well over a year into building. I hope we're going to be in next spring. Uh, and um, so excited about that getting back to Castle Rock. I was a resident for nearly 20 years, uh, and uh, moved about five <laughs> years ago. And now moving back, can't wait. Thanks, what sir. I'd oh. and then I, I have uh, um, uh, two folks that are with me tonight to to help in uh, in, the, in our presentation. Uh, the first is Karen Henry, who is sitting next to me. Uh, uh, Karen Henry with, he, Karen Henry, with uh, Henry design uh, and then um, we have Rick Rome uh, from IMEG uh, a senior engineer uh, civil engineering so what I'd like to start with is just to provide a bit of context um, on why uh, this property which is just literally a couple minutes off the intersection of I-25 and Founders and why it is remained undeveloped up to this point in time and kind of give you a background into um, into why that's the case and I think it'll it'll provide a bit more context into why we're here today. Um, In the 1950s Silver Heights was um, developed as a out of, out in the country um, a location or enclave for about 110 houses it was well removed from uh, the town of Castle Rock which was seemed like miles away and um, Silver Heights uh, was serviced by its own uh, water and sanitation district and by the 1960s that Sanitation district since it was the only one that would really provide service to any properties that might be developed in the area the um, Boundaries of that service district ended up expanding all the way over into uh, most of what is uh, now the factory outlets to the west and then up the hill and including a good portion of Uh, what is now Diamond Ridge, Sapphire Point, Puma Ridge uh, to the east. Um, And there just wasn't a lot happening for a lot of years. Then in the mid-1980s, about 40 years ago, a developer acquired the roughly 900-acre Maher Ranch, which is the property, for the most part, that's up on the top of the ridge, that ridge that we're all familiar with. and uh, but unfortunately for the developer, uh, well, he got the property annexed to the town and zoned for something like 2,500 homes. Uh, he did it at just the wrong time, which was uh, one of the kind of prototypical recessions that uh, that we went through in the in the 1980s. And so by the end of the 1980s, the uh, the ranch had um, the southern portion of the ranch had gone back to the bank and the northern portion of the ranch was uh, returned to the original owner, of a gentleman named Pat Maher. So the bank in turn um, went bankrupt and ended up going to um, Resolution Trust and uh, I acquired the property from Resolution Trust. Um, And this would have happened about the early 1990s, maybe 1992. And rather than develop the uh, the southern portion of the ranch, uh, uh, I developed that as Diamond Ridge Estates and reduced the density down pretty significantly. And uh, basically brought in what was Uh, pretty new to Castle Rock which is more of a luxury home product and it was kind of interesting uh, at that point in time 30 years ago the council was pretty concerned about bringing in the type of property that they thought really didn't fit Castle Rock Um, and I was convinced it did and then and I think it has uh, certainly proven that there's um, quite a few folks that uh, that um, that want to enjoy what Castle Rock has to offer. Um, about the same time, the what's now known as the Metzler Ranch, um, which is um, all the property on the um, kind of the uh, southern portion of the uh, southwestern portion of, um, of Founders uh, was developed out and uh, that included uh, the construction of of, of founders so so basically what's what's going on is that there's a uh, a lot of development that is now starting to occur and um uh by 1999 um we acquired the remainder of the maher ranch and that became again sapphire point and puma ridge um and then the, the shops at Castle Rock and Home Depot were developed in about 2000. And that brought in all the commercial, and that in turn led to things like, uh, you know, all the apartments that are located. I think it's Echo Ridge, is it Echo Ridge? They're located around, along, uh, along Founders. Um, in the meantime, the um, property that uh, Part of the property that I acquired in, in acquiring Diamond Ridge is the entire northern portion of what's now Alexander Way. So if you think of Alexander Way as roughly half the property is to the north and that was the property I owned and to the south was a property that somebody else owned. Um, it was fairly apparent that the, well it was clear that the property would be developed and the uh, plan uh, that the, the direction for that property was set by the town in its in its master plan. The original master plan for the town, uh, uh, I think it was the 2020 master plan, which was done in the year 2000, and then amended in 2002. That envisioned the the Alexander Way property as a mixed-use sort of property, which uh, think about uh, light industrial, commercial apartments pretty high intensity sort of use Um, And so the the southern portion of Alexander Way was a different owner and that owner Came to the town and initially proposed to put a 350,000 square foot uh, Data Center for Oracle on the property I think in 2007 Uh, Oracle decided to go someplace else. So they withdrew those plans, but the plans were enthusiastically supported by the town at the time, uh, not surprisingly. Um, and by 2011, other, another plan for that same property was a 200-unit luxury hotel with 50 casita units and more retail and so on. But again, the timing on that was not very good. Um, 2011, it was right after the big recession, 2008, 9, 10. Um, so that didn't happen. And uh, and then in two thousand and sixteen, the proposal for that property was to do a two hundred and forty-eight units of of uh, of apartments. Um, and in the meantime, uh, I own the property to the north, and I'm waiting for something to happen on the south property because obviously, the utilities, the infrastructure, the roads would. Would occur coming from the south going north. So, about 2000, um, we acquired the south portion of that uh, Alexander Way property. And um, then the ability to do what I'd always envisioned for the property kind of came into play, which was to do a a limited number of um, luxury home sites uh, that would be similar to the other communities I've done: Diamond Ridge, Puma Ridge, Pinyon Soleil, that are all kind of in that immediate area. Um, the The only change to that was um, that uh, i I'd, I'd been involved in um, a live-work concept, uh, and um, it 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 was a concept that's kind of taken off in uh, in the mountain communities um, and so the feeling was that this would be something that would be um, I think as Brad said it it is it's, it's something old it's new again but it's something that would seem like it was the right place to put that kind of thing it would be literally right across from um, right across from the um, What's the pizza location? Um, right on, on Brewer Court. Um, yes, Tony's Pizza. And um, so, so that's, that's kind of how this all came into, into being. The, the only other aspect that is a little bit interesting is that the, there's a, a four acre, 4.2 acre parcel that you can kind of identify. It's at the very eastern edge of the property. Um, and that actually sits right on the top of the ridge. And that was property that um, uh, I knew had not been included in the property that I acquired as, as part of the Diamond Ridge property, but it had been conveyed to a nonprofit. And since it was designated as open space, I didn't wasn't much concerned about it. And in fact, when we did the Diamond Ridge plan, um, uh, which was designed by Karen, uh, quite a number of the houses um, set right up next to or, or border that four acre tract, uh, i learned it oh gee a couple years ago that the property was being offered for sale as a development parcel so ended up picking it up not for development but to keep it from being developed and and, and you think well how does a development parcel uh, how does a open space parcel get developed and it comes from uh the DEFINITION OF OPEN SPACE USES IN THE MIDDLE 1980s WHICH WAS uh, A a PRETTY BIG GROUPING OF THE SORTS OF THINGS THAT uh, IF I OWNED A LOT OR A HOUSE uh, I WOULDN'T WANT IN MY BACKYARD SO IT it SEEMED LIKE THE RIGHT THING TO to CLEAN THAT UP um, PARTICULARLY SINCE WE WERE DEVELOPING THE PROPERTY RIGHT NEXT DOOR AND THEN JUST BRING IT INTO um, THE DEVELOPMENT REQUEST um, AND KIND OF TAKE CARE OF A COUPLE OF ISSUES AT THE SAME TIME. SO um, I THINK that's uh, that, THAT PRETTY MUCH GIVES YOU A CONTEXT AS TO WHY IT'S TAKEN SO LONG AND WHY IT IS WHAT IT IS. Um, SO ON THAT, I WILL TURN IT OVER TO KAREN. And if you want to address some of the highlights of what we've been going through in terms of our changes to our plan to address the issues that have been brought up and concerns from our neighbors.
4: Okay.
5: I'll let you have it. Good evening for the record. My name is Karen Henry. I'm with Henry Design Group. Our address is 1501 Wazi Street, Suite 1C, Denver, 80202. Um, first, I'd like to thank Mr. Boland. He's been great to work with. And his staff report was so thorough that I'll just hit some of the highlights. Don't want to repeat anything, but there might be a couple. So the image before you this evening is the PD plan. It indicates three planning areas. Some of the highlights of the PD guide for the green area are it provides a buffer along the hillside of 31 acres to the Diamond Ridge neighborhood. This area will also have a natural trail. The alignment will be determined at the time the site development plan in coordination with the town's parks and trails department. No trail connections. Are con- will connect to diamond Ridge or silver Heights at their request Trails will connect the town's trail system at the southeast corner of the property Planning area one which is in the pale yellow is planned for 55 single-family detached lots Facts in this planning area the lots are a minimum of a half acre There's no build zones along silver heights of 30 feet on a side yard and 50 feet on a rear yard um, rear yard setbacks are 25 feet and side yard setbacks are um, 75 feet for the rest of the neighborhood. I think an important criteria also is is that open roll fencing Will be required where any of these lots back onto open space Planning area 2 is planned for the would live work units. So what does that mean as? Commissioner Aaron's asked I think Brad explained it well, but I think what's important to know is there's pretty strict restrictions in that area per the PD guide in terms of the types of uses um, things like parking number of employees setbacks and these are all outlined in the PD guide regulations and as I said discussed by Brad. Thank you and that's in the purple area on this slide. These are just a listing of the PD development regulations for planning area one and two next, please I'm not going to get into the details. This is go back. Oh go back one, please Oh, I'm sorry forward huh. This is our conceptual site plan um, We will be perfecting this as we move into the site development plan process the plan shows the location of the, 50, the 55 larger lots and the 22 live work units. We've done a lot of study on this site, um, walking the potential center lines, locating the, center, the centers of each home. And we're fairly comfortable that these are great sites for views and um, great home sites overall. There's a total overall of 40% public and private open space. The dark green area is a pocket park, and st- stormwater detention is shown in the, both the northwest and the southwest corner. As requested, the drainage will, by our neighbors of Silver Heights, the drainage will not impact them. As it comes down the hill, a swell will intercept the water and, de- and divert it to the northwest detention pond, so Silver Heights would not be impacted. Next, please. This is just a blow up up of where the live work units sit in the neighborhood. It's located such that it won't impact any of the adjacent land uses, and it's right on the edge where compatible with the Brewer Court development. Next, please. Questions were asked along the way about the Skyline Ridgeline. As you can see on this slide, there's no lots located in any of that area. Next, please. We did some extensive study um, to evaluate both the horizontal and the vertical separation between Alexander Way and Diamond Ridge. I won't get into the details of each of this slide, but generally there's between 657 and 934 horizontal feet separation, and between 239 and 301 Vertical separation. This will maintain the views for Diamond Ridge. It also helps establish some great views for the lots within Alexander Way. Next, please. Again. As you can see on this slide, kind it's tough to see, but and Lennon mentioned this is truly an infill site. Um, utilities, drainage systems, stormwater facilities. All are really in close proximity that this is a logical extension of the town's facilities for this neighborhood. Next, please. Community engagement started early and often in the process. Four neighborhood meetings were held. Many of the concerns raised by the residents have been addressed in these zoning documents and or will be further addressed at the time of site development plan. Highlights of the issues raised in And addressed include the trial systems, buffers, skyline, ridgeline, water availability, landscaping, wildlife traffic, and overall growth. Like all new development in the town, the project will provide improvements or pay its fair share of impact fees to the town. Brad, next slide, please. Brad did a great job of um, summarizing the compliance with both the PD zoning regulations and approval criteria, as well as the annexation criteria. This list our own assessments. I'm not going to get into them, but in general, we concur with all of staff's findings. Overall, we believe Alexander Way meets the intent of the town's comprehensive plan and vision statement, as well as the town's development criteria and standards. As such, we respectfully request approval of the Plan development zoning in Alexander Way this evening. Hope you, hopefully, you'll see us again soon. Thank you for your time, and we're happy to answer any questions.
0: Thank you. Uh, do commissioners have any uh, questions of the applicant?
5: Thank you.
0: Uh, could you elaborate on the? access to the neighborhood to Alexander's way.
6: Pardon me, please? Access like All when it comes access, to traffic.
0: Yeah.
3: Let me address it. Sure. What's your seat? Um, the original access to the northern parcel was located right through what is now Sprouts. Mm-hmm. And when the um, in in two thousand when that property uh, went through or the zoning went through for Home Depot and, and, and all of the shops down there. Uh, the uh, we met that would be me and the owner of the property to the south uh, met with the developer for um, the Home Depot site the shops and with the town and we came up with a uh, a. Logical, appropriate access point for the future development of, of both um, uh, of the parcels that now constitute uh, Alexander Place, which is which is Brewer Court. Brewer Court was um, was built to be extended, um, basically uh, to the north, and you can see where it extends up and then circles around. It loops, uh, and that. Uh, was actually designed um, to have uh, especially large um, uh, easement areas and setbacks and so on so that a significant roadway could be built there. In this case, uh, that it, the, because the project has a pretty limited density, it doesn't require that, that bigger roadway. Um, so we won't be using all of the space that's been allocated for it. In addition, there was a Uh, a secondary uh, uh, access point that serviced the original house that was on the southern parcel. parcel. And uh, that basically goes through uh, an existing roadway that is, uh, for the most part, gravel, um, and also extends to the east and services some of the properties that are um, just to the south. And uh, that road will be um, uh, will eventually be paved uh, and there will be a secondary access you can you can see it on the plan it's the it's the one on the on the south side uh, just on the on the east edge of the live work Um, and so that's identified as a uh, the logical location for a, a secondary emergency access now that involves working with the property owners. Um, uh, primarily, there's a, an owner of a, of a seven-acre parcel uh, that was part of the original uh, development of the Home Depot site. So it's currently zoned as commercial. And so um, the parties will work together to come up with a, an appropriate connection point. Um, but that's, that's how, that's how access was, ad- was addressed.
7: Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I've got a question. Sure. Roger. Well, first of all, nice presentation. Just put a lot of thought into this. <clears throat> Obviously you've done a lot of development here. So, uh, good job. Um, what lessons, you know, you, you've done a lot around here. Um, Obviously, what, what lessons have you learned, I guess, from the prior developments that you think you're gonna apply and move forward to this one?
3: Um, certainly one is to respect the land, to not put anything more on the land than what it can comfortably accommodate and to not get excited about density as much as doing something that would result in a a type of house, a type of uh, something that, 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 that people will want. Um, so it's it, it's just it's just common sense to want to do things that 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 the market is going to accept. Um, and this really is this community is. An extension of what was done in Diamond Ridge, taking the lessons learned there in terms of the overall size of the lots, in terms of the width of the lots, um, in, in terms of just kind of the feel, uh, you'll you'll notice that there's uh, the roads aren't straight shot roads that they that they loop, they curve, they bend. Uh, you know, you you. From my way of thinking, I don't particularly like. Uh, um, like it when all the houses are straight down a, a street. Um, uh, I like to do something different. Um, and again in terms of the number of houses you could you could put a whole lot more houses on there and make make the lots a lot smaller. Um, but again this was a, a, a type of um, a, a type of house that I, I enjoy doing. and. And so each time, starting with Diamond Ridge, going to Puma Ridge, then going to Pinyon Soleil, each time it was kind of taking those lessons in terms of, in terms of the size of the lots, what 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 people seem to like, uh, and um, and then just trying to improve on that um, uh, with this community now. I will also tell you that uh, since I'm building my personal residence on just the other side <laughs> of, to the north of where this property is located, uh, I have a pretty vested interest in um, in in wanting to be sure that this this is my my <coughs> future neighborhood again, and uh, I love doing things that I get really excited about, and I so that's. A convoluted
7: answer to your question, but that's good. What are you anticipating in terms of um, months of development on a project like this? I mean, it's a big piece. Yeah. Um,
3: it it tends to take a little longer than you might think. Um, I think the projections here are something like in eight or so year build out. It it takes. Um, It would probably be the end of next year start of the year following before we'd start seeing um, houses you know break ground because there's uh, you know a certain amount of work that has to go into um, into the site and um, so that will take a while.
7: And I should have been specific more so for the horizontal development, all the public infrastructure and the public infrastructure grading and all that goes into that. Um, 12 months 15 months.
3: Yeah, it's it, it Probably anywhere from Seven to 10 months to put in all of the infrastructure roads water sewer storm sewer um, And so on it, it, it's a it's a process
7: So that's a lot of I mean a lot of heavy equipment rolling through the rolling through town um, mm-hmm. getting through the community Um that intersection that's all right there like there's it's sure. it's kind of an interesting path in mm-hmm. um, is part of the development agreement um, includes some improvements to the road when um, the roads when they're done with development
2: um, so I know that they have to provide a haul route through the construction document process and um, quite frankly I, I don't know What the requirements exactly are, but I would imagine that if damage is directly attributed to them, there'd be remedies.
7: Yeah, okay, that's good. Um, What were the general anecdotal comments from some of the uh, public hearings you had that um, made you adjust, if anything, to what you've been planning to do here? Did anything stand out that was, I think, was critical to your adjustment to what you've got here now?
3: You know, it's always interesting to, to you project what you think people want, and then you you, you try to anticipate those needs and meet those needs. Uh, Diamond Ridge was a good example where um, I'd, I'd, I'd spent the first part of my career in, in, in resort communities, and, um, and, and, and really, thought that uh, something that would would set set a community aside would be uh, a fair amount of open space um, and and so in Diamond Ridge for example um, what I try to do was <coughs> was uh, ask Karen to design the community so that the the roadways would stay uh, in, in, in certain kind of higher areas that that there was essentially a a bowl in the center of, of Diamond Ridge, and the idea was to basically preserve that entire bowl as an open space, and it was something like 100 acres. It was a huge amount of open space, uh, and my feeling was that 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 people would would just fall in love with the concept of having having that as in their backyard, and 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 I think what I what I found was that. Um, Uh, people didn't take to it as much as I thought they would Um, that that there there are other ways to 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 work a certain amount of open space in that kind of works it blends through the community and you just don't take a big hunk of it and and stick it in the middle Um, uh, but what I also found was that it allowed for uh, Diamond Ridge has got a lot, of, a lot of wildlife in, in the yeah. community, which is really very nice. One of the things that is exciting about this project is that when you leave the entire area starting at essentially the uh, pretty far down the slope, and you make all of that going all the way to the ridge open space, it, it starts to tie in with the 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 feeling of the open space that is already existing in Diamond Ridge so so you, you're able to maintain the wildlife corridors the natural wildlife corridors that, that go through the property and 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 the other thing that we did with with Diamond Ridge with Puma and with pinyon is we really really limited the amount of fencing um, and you know when you you kind of eliminate perimeter fencing and you you limit the amount of fencing to a small amount immediately adjacent to the house that maybe is for dog runs or, you know, a limited amount for if you have small children. It, it means that everything else, you have a much, you have a sense of openness in the entire community. And it, it really allows for a much greater connection um, with living in an environment like Castle Rock. Um, so, so some of these kind of concepts really dovetail as you look at just just look at the property and say you know what makes sense for it
7: and last question um will this have a metro district and an hoa um uh, management to it yes okay both yes okay nothing more
8: I have a question. Um, by the way, I appreciate what you said about the wildlife corridors. I think that's really important to keep that, in, especially with all the wildlife you have out there. So, um, and this may be partially to Mr. Hapman or the town, maybe Brad. But I, you know, anytime we annex any anything in, it's always a big deal with the water and water rights. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that you conveyed 534 acre feet of water in the process with this yes. and it's a pretty low density project so I don't know how that works out for and you know maybe Brad knows or you know, but uh it seems like the town the came out pretty good on that on the bakery. It's, feet it's trade. a slight
3: overkill. Big um the, the best way to understand it is that if you go back two and a half years ago when I met with um, with Mark Marlowe uh, and um and uh Tara Vargas and, um, and, and um, the town manager. Um, uh, we talked about whether it made sense to annex the property and, and whether it makes sense for the town to annex the property and one of the things that was immediately clear is when we do annexations they need to be extraordinary. You, you have to step up to the plate and you have to do something significant. So um, I felt with the approach that we'd taken, which is low density, uh, uh, awful lot of open space, uh, trail connections, uh, the addition of the four acres that kind of resolves a potential issue there, all of those things um, make it a, a, uh, an, an, an appropriate project to move forward. And then I happen to mention that when I developed Diamond Ridge, um, And this goes back what 35 years ago the standard used to be that you would provide the water that was needed in order to service the houses that were being built no more no less and that's what we did at diamond ridge Um, and then when we got to sapphire point six years later the standard had changed to now you give us double the amount of water that is needed and, AND SO, um, SO THAT BECAME THE NEW STANDARD. Um, AND SO WHAT I'M SAYING IS WHEN I DID DIAMOND RIDGE I ENDED UP WITH A WHOLE BUNCH OF EXTRA WATER RIGHTS. THE, IF YOU, IF YOU ASSUME THAT what, THAT YOU GET ROUGHLY TWO ACRE FEET OF WATER FOR EACH ACRE OF LAND AND DIAMOND RIDGE WOULD HAVE BEEN 305 ACRES. THAT'S A LOT OF WATER. AND IF YOU RECOGNIZE THAT THE AMOUNT OF WATER THAT YOU NEED FOR A RESIDENTIAL HOME IS ROUGHLY ONE ACRE FOOT OF WATER WOULD PROVIDE ENOUGH WATER FOR TWO HOUSES. YOU JUST DO A QUICK MATH AND YOU CAN SEE WHERE WE HAD A LOT OF EXTRA WATER RIGHTS. AND WE HAD GONE THROUGH THE PROCESS OF of adjudicating those water rights so that they could be used within the town at the time that we had conveyed these water rights, the the small amount that we had to give the the town to the town. Um, So I've been sitting on the water rights ever since. So I mentioned that I might consider doing some of those water rights. Uh, you, You can kind of tell by the numbers that that sum turned into all of the water rights. It's a big number, so. Thanks for that.
9: Um, Could you give me an idea as far as how you're envisioning the staging of the building of this out? Are the live work units gonna come first at that entry point or you're building um, home sites deeper into it and working your way forward? Um, Just give me some sort of an idea of how you envision that happening.
3: Um, I think logically the live work would would be earlier than later for sure Um, and uh, Typically you you kind of uh, Start in particular locations then and then you move in a particular direction. So you don't you don't uh, uh, Put a house in on the northeast corner and a different house and so you you try to do it and logical areas and, and the reason that you do that is uh, because it's it's when when you're building in particular areas everything is occurring in that segment of the neighborhood at one time and so uh, the people that then move into those houses uh, they're moving into a kind of a finished area of the neighborhood so you you try to have phases um for the different areas. And on the live work, that's probably would just be a one phase kind of project. Um, that's one we're pretty excited about because I think it's something that um, that when I've mentioned it to a number of folks uh, uh, that live in the area um, and. Because I've kind of talk, talked about, you know, what people like and kind of get the reaction, get really positive feedback on that type of a, of a, of a, of a living arrangement. And it makes a lot of sense, uh, you know, in, in my situation, it's, it, 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 it's a good situation because it, or, or analogous, because, you know, once the kids are out of the house and you're just the two of you and you know how much space do you need and uh and and maybe you've got some sort of a business whether you are uh an accountant an engineer i mean you could be you you name it any kind of a service business it 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 is a nice way to stay engaged to keep making a living and not have to commute downtown to continue your career um so i'm hopeful that we're gonna get some nice reaction market reaction to that
0: any additional questions thank you very much for your presentation i appreciate that um we haven't had a meeting in here for a while and it seems like the clock has changed uh are we still <laughs> going with three minute public comments for a minute okay very good um kind of describe the Process. Uh, there's a sign up sheet. We're going to start with the people who are in person. We're going to start with those people who have signed up. Then, if there's anyone that's still in person that wishes to speak, we'll give you an opportunity. Then, we'll go to the virtual people, give them an opportunity to speak, those who first signed up. Uh, and then, if there's anyone else that still wants to comment, we, we would love to hear them. Um, with that, I'm going to read a little um quote here to kind of understand what the process is and uh, how it works so this is a public hearing at this time we'll open it to public comment when i call your name please step forward to the microphone and clearly state your name place of residence your association with the action before the commission and any financial or personal interest you may have in that action if you do not live within the municipal limits of Castrock, rock please state so for the record Provide your testimony in the interest of time. We ask that you limit your comments to no more than four minutes, and you may be asked questions by the commission members. And we thank you in advance v- for coming in and participating. We, d- we do want to hear what you have to say.
10: Do we have a sign-up sheet? We do, but uh, I'm sure if it's this project or another one, but we have an Annette Quintana. It's this project. Excellent. And the this name right
11: after?
10: Len, Len, Len Silvertson. Sure, come on. If you're together, come on up. Great, thank you. Yes.
11: I'm Annette Quintana, and this is my husband,
3: Len Silverston,
11: and we live at five five three seven Sunstone Lane, and. The uh, corner of our lot is like right adjacent to the piece of ground that Len is talking about for that um, set aside. And so we're pretty up close and personal to this project and to, I don't know, whatever impact it might have. And I just wanted to say we are lending our support to the project. We're excited about the vision for it. Um, We've lived in Diamond Ridge for okay we were one of the first houses in diamond ridge i mean before roads were in and and so we've lived there a very long time i think it's 25 years
12: yeah basically the late 90s we we started building
11: um and we really like the environment and so just wanted to say we've known Len because he was our neighbor in diamond ridge from when we moved in um as someone that does what he says he's going to do and has a really great vision for what these developments can be and the quality of life for um, the people that live there. And I just want to comment on the fact that I'm excited that it's a low density project in part because um, you might be aware there is a lot of wildlife that comes through the community. Um, It might not know where the corridors are. It certainly thinks part of our lot might be one given what our video cameras say Um, and and so we're just excited about the quality of this project and are supportive of it is there anything else you want to say
12: yeah the other thing that we see is that um it seems like it would be relatively no impact to us that we won't be able to hear anything we won't be able to see anything i think they mentioned it's 600 to 900 feet away uh and um Uh, The other thing is, is we're particularly happy about this idea of uh, making those uh, four acres, that strip of land that's uh, 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 protecting that, making sure that's open space. That's our understanding of the proposal. So that's a really nice protection feature for us since uh, part of that is uh, adjacent to our property. So that's nice that that'll be open space. Uh, we also uh, love what uh, Mr. Haffman has done for the whole community and we've witnessed it for 25 years. And uh, uh, yes, he, he uh, does what he says and he's made, a, he's made a beautiful community there. So I imagine he's going to do the same with this new development. Thank you for your comments.
11: questions? All good.
10: There's no other on the on the sign-up sheet. Is there
0: anyone that's here that wishes to speak? Please step up.
13: Thanks for the chance to speak. My name is uh, Doug Taylor. I live at uh, six four four six Tremolite Drive in Puma Ridge. You can see it on the vicinity map. I've lived there about uh, 15 years or so, and I'm just, I've just—I've never been really involved in this type of stuff, and I've noticed a lot of building going on around me. So I figured it makes sense to kind of take more interest and see what's going on. <coughs> Excuse me, in the community. And so i, I recently met uh, Lynn, reaching out just to kind of understand some of these projects and so forth, and was made aware of this one. I—I I, I, uh, really like the idea of the larger lots. I think it's—it's. It's, my property is adjacent to that from some like a value, maintaining value. I think it makes a big difference uh, for us. Uh, the, the idea of having these live work units, it seems, I've always thought in that area, and again, I've been there 15 years, it would be nice to have more commerce in the area. So I think that encourages some of that. And it gives you a nice balance of like a lot of the traffic that's going in there with larger size lots and some of the commerce. So to me, it seemed like it was a nice balance from that uh, perspective. Um, and not only from, again, was the traffic piece, because there's so much traffic in that area as well. And then just uh, it seemed like he'd really thought through well how the traffic is going to come kind of on to the various areas and so forth. Seems like it blends in nicely with that, which I was uh, glad to see. Um, I the new uh, trails that you've put in that area are fantastic. They're unique. I don't know if anybody has hiked them, but they're fabulous. I walk my dog through there. I see the wildlife and it definitely has a wildlife area. If I look at his plan area, you can just tell it is a a nice flow through that whole canyon for the deer and the other wildlife in the area. So I think that that's nice to see right because going You know it's kind of sad in some of the areas in parker that are developed and to see like the antelope getting chased out of the areas and everything else it happens with development but to think through that and have a developer that's thinking about that type of thing that resonated with me as well and the ability to connect that neat trail into that area was fantastic and the idea have kind of a, a nice mix in addition to purchasing land to give kind of a boundary to the other areas. So I think it, the, the idea to me flows very nicely. Again, I've walked through that whole area. I think from a, from a visually standpoint too, um, just it's up on a hill. Like when, when we talk about some of the other alternatives like an Oracle, you know, that might be nice from a commerce standpoint, but from like a, a view and coming into Castle Rock, I'm not sure that would be the best thing. So the idea of having nice homes in that area presenting the way Castle Rock looks um, seemed to be kind of a nice idea coming into the to the neighborhood Um, yeah that so those are just some general ideas I appreciate the time to speak in general I'm I'm very supportive of the idea I think it's a great mix and if anybody has any questions I'm glad to answer them.
0: Thank you very much for coming out tonight I appreciate it thank you.
14: Thank you, guys. Also, for the opportunity to speak, my name's Ryan Edwards. I live, you not know, thirty nine twenty Collins Street, so the Silver Heights uh, side of the the project. I'd also like to voice support. I think, um, you know, my wife and I moved into our home in twenty fifteen, and have enjoyed the open space for sure. But have felt like the uh, planning and development of it was inevitable. So to see it go in the direction that it has is is great from our standpoint. Um, that said, we would like to just kind of keep the dialogue open on the merging of the communities um, between the Silver Heights side and the Alexander Way side. Lynn and I have discussed, uh, he proposed dropping that power line that runs the eastern edge of the Silver, Silver Heights neighborhood. And I think that's a great idea. I, I think there's a, a right way to do that and I trust that Lynn is going to do that. Um, you know, we had talked about tree lines. I, I know that the uh, the houses butt directly to the Silver Heights neighborhood rather than having any sort of buffer to that. Um, so one question I have and I think he, I think it's already been answered is. Uh, there's regulations around or there's uh, language around how far the fence can go um, in these lots around the homes. And my understanding is that they cannot butt up against uh, the Silver Heights homes, which is, I think that's great just because it allows, although much smaller, somewhat of a corridor for wildlife to transition through there. Um, I'd, I would, I'm, my hope is that that language is somewhat firm just so that in the long term, if there is a resident that comes in and is adamant about a fence that goes all the way up to um, the Silver Heights neighborhood, that there's a way to prevent that from happening. Um, but other than that, I think just so long as we can continue to dialogue about the merging of the neighborhoods and that there's uh, uh, just just some thought that's put into that, I think that we're really excited to see it, see it develop. Um, feel free to leave lot. One, two, and three towards the eight year side of, of the development plan, if you want. So, thank you guys for the opportunity to speak.
0: Thank you for your comments. Is there anyone else present in person that cares to speak? Great. Do we have anyone on virtual that has signed up to speak? Do we have anyone that's virtual that would like to speak? Yes. Fantastic, if you could state your name, your your address and whether or not you're a resident of Castle Rock and we'll start the timer.
15: Okay, my name's Karen Oliver. I live at 3806 Collins Street in Silver Heights. And um, we're supportive of the plans that Lynn has presented and the only thing that we, like is the wildlife. We do have wildlife come through our property all the time. You know, from deer, wild turkeys, coyotes, foxes, raccoons, bears, squirrels, and rabbits. We have all those type. So I am concerned, where is the fence going to be built? I mean, we don't necessarily want it behind our property because we do like the wildlife there. Um, And also the other thing I'd have a question on are utility lines. Uh, Lynn had I've talked to Lynn about it and what I was wondering if they put them underground who is going to pay to hook them up to the house individual houses. So that is a question I have also. But other than that, I'm very in favor of his development plan. It does go along with the Silver Heights and the Diamond Ridge spaces and the large lots. So that's it.
0: Thank you very much for your comments. Appreciate it. Are there any OTHER PEOPLE WHO ARE ON VIRTUAL THAT WOULD CARE TO MAKE A COMMENT. OKAY. HEARING NONE, um, DOES THE COMMISSION HAVE ANY ADDITIONAL QUESTIONS OF EITHER THE STAFF OR THE APPLICANT BEFORE WE CLOSE THE uh, PUBLIC COMMENT PERIOD? Um, WE'VE HEARD A COUPLE OF uh, PEOPLE COMMENT ON THE FENCE LINE.
10: Chair, just want to make sure that Brad can answer those couple of the questions of the, mm-hmm. of the uh, online. Fantastic. We'll,
2: we'll we'll stop right there because that's where I was going. Yep. Yeah. So um, the detail of a, a fence line um, will occur at the site development plan, which will require further community outreach and um, hearings before Planning Commission and Town Council for approval. So those those specific details will be worked out at that point. Perfect. Thank you. Okay.
0: So I will now close the public hearing and bring this item back to the commission for further discussion and a motion. Now we have two motions. We have two items that are in front of us. The first one is uh, whether or not we want to annex the property, and the second one is the uh, the PD. So I think it would make sense to do the uh, annexation first. Uh, does any of the commissioners care to make comment before we go there? Hearing none, I am open for a motion. I'll make a motion. Do Uh-oh. I have a, a second? Do
8: you oh, want to motion yes, to make a motion? Yes, please. Yeah, oh, okay.
0: that, no, that's fine. Go ahead and read it. Yeah,
8: based on the, the annexation, I'll make it on the annexation first. and um, Meeting the town's uh, 2030 vision and principles and comprehensive master plan and the criteria of the town's municipal code, I motion. To recommend approval of the Alexander Way and accession to the Town Council. I'll second. Can we have a vote on
16: that?
1: Chair Erns? Aye. Commissioner Salinas? Aye. Commissioner Samuelson? Aye. Commissioner McHugh? Aye. Commissioner Warrenke? Aye. Commissioner Martinez? <coughs> Aye. Thank you.
0: OK next step is to address the the PD. Um, does anyone care to make some comments on that. I will. Um, looking at the way that, that has been planned. It is clear that a lot of effort went into this. A lot of thought went into this. I think that there's uh, multi use. That is very appealing. I like that idea of having a section for the live work units. I think that's something that, as, as Mr. Boland said, that's something that happened in the past. And I think it, it's ripe for coming back. Uh, I find that very interesting. I also think that uh, the, the development as planned will fit in well with the area. I like the idea of the corridor with the wildlife. And, and to me, it's a very good pro, uh, project that you put forward. And I do appreciate that. Does anyone care to make a motion?
9: I would, uh, based on your comments, which I also agree with, um, I would uh, move to recommend approval of the Alexander Way Plan Development Plan and Zoning Regulations to Town Council. I'll second.
0: Okay, we have a a motion by Commissioner Ranke and a second by Samuelson. Can we have a roll call vote?
1: Chair Ahrens. Commissioner Salinas aye. Commissioner Samuelson aye. Commissioner McHugh aye. Commissioner Warnke aye. Commissioner Martinez aye. Thank you.
0: Passes 6-0. Very good, thank you. you. The next item we have on the agenda is PC 2023-023. Use by special review, site development plan lot three, Castle Park West, First Amendment, it's 1.49 acres, multifamily located south of Wolfensburg Road and the east of Park Street. Once again, the commission must evaluate the proposal under the criteria established under the municipal code as summarized in the staff report. The commission will hear from staff, applicant, and the public. Does any commission member have a conflict of interest or any other matter that they would like to disclose prior to before the proceeding? Very good. Public comments will be taken on Id- all items, and speakers will be limited to four minutes per speaker. In lieu of appearing in person, the Commission has accepted sign up requests and speak on, a- on an item received by 1 o'clock today. The Commission has all- also accepts written comments to be entered in the record. Ms. Simon, do you care to or uh, uh, has this been properly noticed for review in accordance with municipal code?
6: Yes, it has.
0: Great, do you wish to enter the staff report and presentation to public record? Yes, please. Fantastic, and you have the floor.
6: Perfect, good evening chair and commission members. Thank you for the opportunity to present a used by special review site development plan to you this evening for a proposed multifamily development to be located in the business commercial zone district. The property is located south of Walt. Wolfensburger Road and east of Park Street. This property was originally annexed into the town in 1966 and the property is zoned straight zoned B Business Commercial Zone District, which allows for various business uses. Within the Business Commercial District, a multifamily use is a use by special review. The surrounding uses include the Castle Oaks Covenant Church, the Wellspring Community Center, a retail center, McDonald's, and the quality inn and suites. The site plan proposes to renovate the existing three-story La Quinta Hotel building into a 42-dwelling unit facility with a combination of studio and one-bedroom apartments. The existing building height is approximately 30 feet, which is allowed by the zoning. All residential parking is accommodated on-site with a surface parking lot. This project was submitted prior to the recent um, amended multifamily parking requirements and is subject to meet the previous parking standards. On-site private amenities include a a new pet relief area and a new outdoor patio area. All staff and external comments have been addressed. Staff finds that the proposed use by special review STP is consistent with the goals and objectives of the town's guiding documents. The development complies with the business commercial district zoning and meets the municipal code used by special review criteria, STP criteria, and town's technical criteria. Staff is recommending that Planning Commission recommend approval of the site development plan to the town council. The town council meeting is scheduled for Tuesday, November 7th. The proposed motions were included in our staff report and were shown and are shown on the screen. This concludes staff's presentation and staff is available for any questions that planning commissioners may have the applicant is also present this this evening to discuss the intent of the project and would like to provide a presentation for you at this time.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. Do we have any questions of staff at this time. With that I'll go ahead and invite the applicant to come up and provide a presentation.
17: Hello, I'm Nicole DeVries. I'm the executive director for Wellspring Community. I am a Castle Rock resident. I reside at 1658 Cherokee Mountain Circle.
18: And I am Artie Lale. I'm the deputy director of the Douglas County Housing Partnership. We're the housing authority for Castle Rock and Douglas County and all municipalities within.
17: So this project is um, actually going to be branded and called Unity on Park. That is what it'll be known as once we get it up and running. It's a unique, um, collaboration between the Douglas County Housing Partnership and Wellspring Housing, which is a new nonprofit that was created um, as a sister organization of Wellspring Community. Um, I'm going to let Artie talk a little bit about the Housing Authority, though, first before I get into Wellspring Community.
18: Thank you. Um, So uh, the Douglas County Housing Partnership has a mission statement to achieve economically thriving communities by preserving, providing, and developing housing choices in Douglas County, Colorado. And our vision is to create and sustain communities through innovative partnerships and entrepreneurial approaches to housing, which you, you, this one nails it right on the head for our entire mission and vision.
17: Great. Yeah. Um, for those of you, uh, you can flip to the next slide. Um, but uh, wellspring community has been a, a nonprofit it was started 15 years ago it's a castle rock nonprofit um, a mom named Mary Lou started this 15 years ago for her child who um, had um, what we call intellectual and developmental disabilities we refer to that as IDD uh, Mary Lou looked around and didn't find many other things for her child to do once she left high school so she started baking cookies in her kitchen um, and and Now, today, we are a um, full day program for adults with IDD. We serve 120 um, individuals each week here in Castle Rock. Um, We have 20 individuals that we serve on our online program. We also are a work opportunity program. So we have a full commercial bakery. We have a ceramic studio and if you have been to our coffee shop, you can find us down on Perry Street at the Castle Rock Collective. Um, so uh, we serve some of the best coffee around, I, say, I think. Uh, but we employ 38 individuals with IDD in that facility alone and it is a, a pretty happy place to be. So we, um, we've done an amazing job at providing a place for individuals with IDD to go during the day. But when I sit and talk to parents about what their biggest concerns are, it is not about what what they're doing during the day. It's about where they're going to live and who is going to care for them long term when their parents no longer can do that for them. In the state of Colorado, we have 20,000 adults with IDD that live with caregivers over the age of 60. So when we started deinstitutionalizing adults with IDD, the life expectancy went up for those adults, which is amazing, but we're about to face a housing crisis here in the state of Colorado because there are not many options for adults with IDD about where they will live and who will care for them as they age. This this project starts to address this this problem and it's actually gonna put Castle Rock on the map for being innovative in how we go about this, solving this issue uh, the partnership with the housing authority allows for us to create an affordable solution for families many of whom are um, living off of um, they're they're relying on medicaid waiver funding for services and these adults live on their social security disability income so they are income restricted um, this project um, will allow adults to live independently um, with the right resources and supports, which is where Wellspring Community comes in to provide those resources and supports, the care that they need um, as they they live independently. Um, and as Brianna mentioned, um, our facility is located. Um, parallel and directly next to um, the unity on park so we will be there um, when anything, when they need anything which is um, a huge um, source of comfort for the families that are looking to house their individuals in this in this facility the other great thing about this facility is it will be what we call an integrated facility so it will be both the neurotypical and neurodiverse disabled and non-disabled people living in the same facility we know that people with idd do better when they are with their peers but also when they're with neurotypical community members as well and so we are um we're thrilled for what this can mean for um our population that we serve at wellspring but we're also excited for what this can mean for castle rock as a whole as they uh, as castle rock continues to be um, known as a town where adults with idd are known where they they belong and where they're included on a on a great level so i thank you for um i think the, the town staff for the work that they've done to get to this part but i also thank you commissioners for for approving this project and helping it move forward anything else
18: would you like to see the project a little bit
17: would you uh, flip
18: the slides forward
17: oh i have so, some some of our stars i forgot mm-hmm. to show you so this is one of our stars in the bakery and one of them in our art studio and the next slide is um some pictures from a staff day that we had um where you see both our stars and our staff um together so it's a fun place to be okay, flip it, uh, another one.
18: keep going All right, so uh, currently the La Quintana is a 63 unit hotel. We can convert it into 42 uh, fairly uh, large sized units. Um, And by doing one bedrooms and studios, that'll allow some of the units to actually be occupied by a caregiver with one of the stars or or a person with IDD. Um, The housing authority for its part provided um, the ability to to, uh, get uh, very affordable debt. Uh, because we have our own bonding capacity like most governments in the county. So we issued some bonds uh, on a small cap basis and got a 4% interest rate, uh, which meant we could borrow about $3 million to support this project, which is not nearly enough. It's a $10 million project. The county, for its part, contributed uh, $3 million in in uh, ARPA funds when it received those from the Federal Government Stimulus Act funds during the last uh, pandemic recession. And then uh, they also uh, directed Developmental Pathways to contribute $500,000 in funding uh, because the county has a mill levy for uh, persons with IDD that it collects every year from those of us with property tax. That mill levy goes to Developmental Pathways to manage and the county directed them to provide a half a million to this project. The state of Colorado to its part added another 4 million. So it takes a lot of grant funding to do a project like this because we have to be able to serve the folks that live there with very low rent because they don't make very much money. And since we don't have Section 8 in the county, uh, or very little of it, we don't have that option to say, oh, everybody gets a voucher. So we have to naturally make that uh, rent affordable. The best way to do that here was to subsidize the development. Cole's a great fundraiser and I feel like I am too. We were able to put our heads together and we came up with an $8 million package in funding. Um, And and that's where the partnership began. And where it's gonna end is a year from now, uh, we'll invite all of you to come to the grand opening so you can see the stars moving in.
17: Anything else?
18: That's
7: all
0: I
17: wanna say. Okay, any
0: questions? Any questions from the commission?
8: I have a question so the the 21 units that are for the 30 to 80 percent income level mm-hmm. people what what type of people are, it, it do you think that'll target or who do you think that'll attract
18: it, it'll be offered because of fair housing mm. offered generally to anyone who's low income um, what we expect and what we think based on our own populations that we serve probably a lot of seniors will take advantage mm-hmm. of this opportunity because we're talking about one bedroom and studio apartments. So, you're not really going to see families uh, migrating, especially into this particular area of mm-hmm. Castle Rock. We do expect the seniors, Auburn Ridge, which is a property we have partnership in, is just a few blocks down and it's got a wait list of more than 300. So, we
8: think that we'll probably cannibalize some of that wait list uh, with this project. And that'd probably be a pretty good mix having the seniors with the IDD. Mm-hmm.
17: Yeah, it's actually a great combination yeah. of. Um, it is. Populations actually. They work really well together.
8: Yeah, sounds like a neat project.
7: Okay. I got a comment or a okay. question. Um, well, great job on the presentation, and it sounds like a, a great endeavor. So um, Thank you. it's exciting. Um, how is security um, addressed in these types of uh, endeavors? Because, like, I think of this particular area one, it's high traffic, number mm-hmm. one, and then two, it's a little bit um, industrial. <laughs> Best way to put it, Um, you know. Some and and then some potential homeless that we've seen. Mm -hmm. I mean, I drive by there a lot, so again, I I kind of observed quite a bit over there. So, how do you uh, how do you address that? I guess
18: Um, with security fobs. So every resident's going to have their own fob to get in and out of the common areas, but also to get in and out of the residential areas. Uh, So with that double security plus. Nicole's staff is going to be providing 24-7, uh, what are we calling them? Resident advisors? resident advisors? Resident advisors. So, two people will be on site 24 by 7. Um, and then the Housing Authority staff will be there nine hours a day, Monday through Friday. Uh, plus, we'll have a maintenance guy there on the weekends. So, we're, we're going to be staffed up fairly well with the key fob security. It should be fine. Um, we just recently acquired Renrock, which is down the street on Perry and forth. Um, we don't have security issues there, and it's using the same type of system.
7: And the residents can come and go as they please? They
17: can. Yeah. And um, We also have a, a great relationship with the uh, Castle Rock um, Police Department. They have already said they want to be there for all of our community events, but also they'll send their um, officers to do their notes in the parking lot and, and make sure they do extra checks. They'll also work with our residents to um, teach safety so that you know they don't let anybody in that shouldn't be in um, those types of things so
7: yeah and it's a learning question because i I have no idea but i mean can you offer training and stuff to Mm -hmm. the residents about like what to expect being on your own and when you step out here what not to
9: do
17: yeah so wellspring community actually offers life skill classes on a daily basis and so as we start to transition people into the facility we will work with them to know what What's OK to tell somebody that you meet on the street? Uh, that, you know Who's OK to let into the building? Who's not OK? Those types of things. Yeah.
9: And, and rather than a question, I just want to commend you on a, a truly innovative project. This seems like it's a wonderful thing for our community. Um, and then one clarification comment. I do know of another coffee shop in town that's pretty mm-hmm. darn good. <laughs> um, but, but I will say you had the best cookies in town. <laughs>
17: Okay, well, you can get a better drink at a coffee shop, I will say that. <laughs>
0: <sighs> okay, and this might be a mixed question for both the staff and, and the applicants, is that okay? Yeah. And it's regarding landscaping. So, per the review, it seems that it obviously meets the requirements. But if you wouldn't mind elaborating, though, because I imagine in, for this particular type of housing, landscaping will become very important for the well being of the residents, correct? Oh, yes. So would you mind elaborating a little? I know we meet it, so Brianna, I don't know if you want to elaborate, but I would like to see what your impressions are on how you plan to bring that to the
19: conversation.
18: So we've uh, we've hired Matrix uh, as a landscape architect to help us with the design there. And um, needless to say, it's it's been an endeavor because they have very expensive taste and we have a very limited budget. But we have been able to work it out so that uh, the patio itself is gonna be absolutely beautiful. This is gonna be on the east side of the property we're going to use paver stones um, and uh, on the west side of the property uh, we're going to put in a dog uh, walk area Um, so those two nice amenities will be great to encourage outdoor uh, living with our residents living in the space Uh, in terms of the landscaping overall we're not really making too many changes we're going to take out a bunch of the old ugly junipers and put in some nice low water plantings in the front and on the east side of the building. Um, cobblestone in areas where there's currently, um, uh, what is it, volcanic rock, you know, the, uh, the ugly 80s stuff. We're gonna get rid of all of that and bring in some nice uh, uh, cobblestone that won't move around, and won't allow for weeds, drains much better. Um, and then we're repaving the entire parking lot and restriping it. Uh, there's mature trees on the site. We're gonna make sure those stay and are maintained and are healthy. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why we're not really looking to make too many changes with the landscaping. There's an area of drainage to the north of the project that sits between this site and the Nitech uh, property. Um, we're going to enhance that by taking out all of the weeds and putting in native seed um, and taking care of it that way. So it'll look a whole lot better from a streetscape perspective. And that'll also, uh, and then of course, it's not going to look like a La Quinta Inn on the outside when we're done the signage is gone the paint job will be taken care of it, it'll look like a residential property yeah.
10: okay thanks
0: thanks and thank you for the for that it looks a lot easier in color though. like i couldn't look at that yeah thanks any other questions of the, of the commission
16: so i just want to comment um i really commend you on your Collaboration on this and your vision moving forward, and it probably has nothing to do with the, the site development plan. But so you mentioned 42 units. So how many of your, how many of your stars does that? Will that really help or house? Yes. And then can you speak to like, for the county, the state, what, what, how many more I how guess are more? out there that yeah. that need that kind of help or are going to need that kind of help because they're of aging parents.
17: Um, so, that we are shooting for a 50-50 um, ratio in the facility, which means uh, we would get about 20 units for people with IDD, um, maybe 21, 22. Um, the rest would be for non-disabled people. Um, and, yeah, that means 20 out of the 120 that we have. Um, right now, another facility, we have 80 people on our interest list waiting for a a unit in the in the La Quinta pro- project and we um, I'm actually with that down in the springs this week at a housing conference there's another facility in Jefferson County that has a 300 person wait list for um, rooms and um, thousands of people need spaces to live and and, and this is a first step and we know that um, and this is a solution that solves that helps for people that can live independently. um, But the need is great Mm -hmm. for more housing options, especially for people that need more individualized care as well. But this is this is a great solution for for I would say about 20% of our, our participants.
18: We're looking at the project, uh, the problem in a larger sense, and we're working with another nonprofit out of Lone Tree to do a similar development uh, next year. And uh, next week, I'll be meeting with uh, another property owner in Castle Rock that wants us to do this all over again. Yeah, so I, I think, think this is you, the first in a string.
17: I will say, I think if we can do this well, we can replicate it and um, make it happen, in and in, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the county and throughout the state.
18: And I'm going to drag Nicole along as a partner on all of these deals. She doesn't.
17: She's
18: doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Any more
0: questions? All right, let's move on to the public comment. Uh, do we have anyone signed up for a public comment? No, we don't. Do we have anyone in the audience that would care to make public comment? Absolutely. Please step up. Um, in the meantime I'll read this little script again just to remind you this is a public hearing at this time open to public comment when I call your name which I'm not going to step forward to the microphone and clearly state your name place of residence your association with the action before the Commission and any financial or personal interest you may have in in that action if you do not live within the municipal limits of Castle Rock please stay so provide your testimony in the interest of time we ask that Comments comes to no more than four minutes and you may be asked questions by the Commission members and we thank you in advance for your participation.
20: Uh, thank you. Uh, my name is Chris Dayton and this is my son Zach Dayton. Uh, he is a star of Wellsprings community. We are former residents of Castle Rock. We moved to Monument about three years ago, but we still continue to um, do a lot of our business in Castle Rock and of course his Life is is in Castle Rock with the with the Wellsprings community and the cafe and the bakery and everything like that Uh, as a parent as Nicole stated that's been a nightmare for me to have to age and then realize how am I going to be able to take care of our of our of my son Um, with this program. It gives me some sort of light at the end of the tunnel to say there is a possibility me and Zach are both on the board for this project because we are so passionate about it and uh, to see him get excited about living on his own and being an independent part of uh, this community and and thriving in a way that um, most of us can't even imagine because it's a normal day to day operation for us we get up we go to jobs we come home. We kiss our kids, they go to college and the cycle is always going with us. It's not that and to see him part of that and actually having a shot to have independence uh, is 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 a joy that um, even even a normal uh, parent may not may not have. Um, So I am thankful for this project. I am um, so excited for this project. And um, I think Zach would like to say something. Say how excited you are. they can hear you. You're good.
16: I very excited about laying there and But it is the It's OK. I
20: take it down.
16: It, it's not for, for me to live there and have my friends. my, did my dad say about my job at the coffee shop as a director? It's so important to me and have ability to have a job.
0: Thank you. Any other people in uh, attendance type wish to speak? All right. Welcome.
4: Hello. Um, I'm Carl DeGalier. Um My address is uh, 5107 East Hamilton Avenue. Um, here in Goss Rock. Um, but, um, let's see. Um, I'm uh, quite a few things. I'm, I'm on the board, the Wellspring Housing Board. Um, I'm, uh, I also, I'm also one of the stars that go to the Wells, go to uh, Wellspring community. And um, I'm also a barista and um, a manager at the collective uh, coffee shop on uh, Perry Street. So um, but um, I um, just want to say that um, uh, I believe that this project will be um, beneficial to um, kind of being a first step, kind of a getting our foot in the door, I guess as um, to say. Um, apologies for the ums, um, ums. <laughs> <sighs> okay. But um as a way to kinda of get uh, our foot in the door and to kind of maybe um uh Create a a really friendly environment and um, kind of show uh, you know how this would work. So um, and I'm in support. i I've lived here in Castle Rock f- for years, um, so I, I've lived here for most of my life, and uh, I think it'd be a really good thing for um, the individuals living there. And I'm. Currently Interested in moving in myself. So anyway, Thank you
0: Thank you very much for your comments Do we have anyone else in person that would like to speak? Hearing none do we have anyone that's online that would care to speak Hearing none are there any final questions we have before we go into deliberations Hearing none
8: unless I was just gonna say uh I wanted to say thank you to the Wellspring stars for coming up and speaking out in favor. Um, you guys did a great job up there. So, yeah, Could, could
0: agree
12: more.
8: That. Yep, second that.
0: Let's go ahead and go into deliberations. Um, let's go ahead and uh, start with a, a motion.
7: I'll make a motion to approve. I move to recommend approval of lot three Castle Park West First Amendment by use special review site development plan as presented. Seconded.
0: Can we have a roll call vote?
1: Chair Erns? Aye. Commissioner Salinas? Aye. Commissioner Samuelson? Aye. Commissioner McHugh? Aye. Commissioner Warnke? Aye. Commissioner Martinez? Aye. Thank you.
0: 6-0. Um, one thing I do want to say is that um, Cass Rock is a great place to live, but there was clearly a demand that's still unmet. It's a great first step. Okay, we have one last item for public hearing. That's PC 2023 024, Crowfoot Valley Road Annexation and Public Land District. That's uh, 5.31 acres located within the Crowfoot Valley Road right of way between Tower Road and Mankato Boulevard. Commission must evaluate this proposal and the criteria established under the municipal code as summarized by staff reports The commission will hear from the staff applicant and public Uh, does any of the commission members have a conflict of interest on this topic. Hearing none uh, public comments will be taken Uh, within four minutes and will appear in person. We can do it online. Ms. Bosler, has your application been properly noticed for review in accordance with the municipal code?
21: Yes, it has. Do you wish
0: to enter the staff report and presentation in the public record?
21: I would, thank you.
0: Well, you have the floor.
21: All right, thank you very much, uh, Chair Ahrens and members of the commission. Thank you for the opportunity to present uh, this town-initiated annexation and zoning proposal to you this evening. So the town is, app- as is the applicant. Um, I guess I could sit down there and do it, but <laughs> I'm already sitting down. Um, the public hearing has been properly noticed, as I've indicated. Um, wanted to uh, give a little background on this. We've held two neighborhood meetings. Um, no one attended the first. Both were hybrid. No one attended the first meeting, um, which was last year in, uh, in December. In July, we had a second one. We had one person attend via the WebEx. Um, they. We're supportive and understanding of uh, the town's attempt to clean up property that the town owns that is not annexed to into um, our boundaries. Uh, and their only other question had to do with other improvements on Crowfoot Valley. Okay, it. okay. So the property that uh, we're looking at this evening, there are four parcels that are located within the right of way already of Crowfoot Valley Road. Um, it's from the intersection of Tower Road and Crowfoot East to um, just short of the Macanta, uh crowfoot Valley intersection. Um, these are four, three of the parcels the town has owned outright for some period of time. The fourth we just recently acquired from Douglas County so that we could um, annex and zone the complete width of the um, of the right of way that is adjacent to the town boundary, so that it doesn't leave any pieces um, half in and half out. Um, you'll see Sapphire Point and uh, Diamond Ridge to the north, the McCanta neighborhood development, which is an urban development in Douglas County to the south. All four of these parcels together are about um, 5.3 acres. Um, Just a quick look at the surrounding uses again. Sapphire Point um, to the north. uh, The fire station 155 is located along this stretch. uh, McCanta neighborhood to the south. Diamond Ridge uh, neighborhood and Brookwood neighborhood to the to the north and to the west. Um, Part of the issue with this is uh, law enforcement along this stretch of Crowfoot can be a little convoluted when you have. Uh, town PD enforcing the speed limit on the portion of Crowfoot that was in the town, not knowing quite where the portion then goes into the county. Um, so that is is one of the prime reasons we're trying to clean this up and bring this entire right-of-way under the town's jurisdiction as far as um, the, the code, the um, law enforcement, zoning, uh, and whatnot. Okay, next one so this project um, is part of an initiative that uh, we're working with the town manager's office on and it's to bring in probably about 50 parcels that the town owns not all right away but different parcels um, that are just not annexed yet to the town um, acquired in different ways Uh, but at this point we're trying to annex and zone those pieces that are eligible uh, under the state statute for annexation so we're just trying to clean up those um, sort of holes in the in the fabric of the town a little bit so this is actually the second um, annexation we annexed the um, gateway Mesa hidden Mesa uh, open space a couple of years ago Um, a large piece of open space that we owned and maintained but it was in Douglas County so that was the first one we brought in next year you're going to see probably another 30 parcels that'll be grouped in different annexations come before you so that is the purpose um, and as I said to bring it under town law enforcement code code um, jurisdiction within the town so the property uh, if you vote to recommend approval of the annexation then we uh, as with any other annexation we need to zone the property right now um, one of the parcels The parcel we received from the county is zoned PD under the McCanta Canyon South in the county. The other parcels, the other three parcels are zoned Ag in the county. So um, we would zone them uh, PL1, public land one. That is a straight zone district that is established in the town's municipal code. The purpose of that is to put a zoning on publicly owned, municipally owned property that is for public purposes. And the uses um, in the chart before you the permitted uses are listed um, in this particular case the public right-of-way at the bottom is what directly applies the town has no other interests other than the right-of-way and maintaining the right-of-way of these parcels okay thank you um, so the staff has uh, analysis we find that um, the proposed annexation and zoning complies with Uh, several governing documents. First of all is the Colorado Revised Statutes, Title 31, and in particular, uh, the Municipal Annexation Act of 1965, which required us to go through substantial compliance and eligibility review and findings. That has taken place um, as required by the state statute before town council. Um, It also complies with the Town of Castle Rock, um, Title 17, which is the zoning component and Title 20, which is the annexation regulations for the town. Um, It complies with the town's uh, 2030 vision and um, comprehensive master plan. So having said that, um, I wish I could add more color to it, but it's pretty straightforward. Uh, We would recommend that Planning Commission recommend approval of Crowfoot Valley Road annexation and the PL1 zoning to Town Council. Thank you.
0: Can we do that in a single?
21: Oh, I'm sorry. No. Can you go next slide? Yeah. You will need to act on these in two separate um, motions. Great. Go to the next slide. Yeah. So first is the annexation, and then um, obviously if that passes, then you would uh, make a motion regarding the zoning on the property. Thank Great. you.
9: Sure. Any questions? Well, I was going to say, speaking on all of our parts, we're glad the public is gone so we can give this the grilling that it needs. Um, <laughs> I tried to pack the room.
21: <laughs> Sorry, I failed.
0: <laughs> well, there there is no one here that appears to want to speak, but there are some people online. Is there anyone that's uh, virtual who cares to make a public comment on this? Hearing none, let's go ahead and move into deliberations. And we'll take the annexation first, and I will move to recommend approval of Crowfoot Valley Road annexation to Town Council. Do I hear a second? I'll second. We have a a motion and a second. Can we get a roll call?
1: Chair Aarons? Aye. Commissioner Salinas? Aye. Commissioner Samuelson? Aye. Commissioner McHugh? Aye. Commissioner Warnke? Aye. Commissioner Martinez? Aye. Thank you.
21: Thank you all very much.
0: That prevails six zero. Let's move on to the um, next slide. Do we have a motion?
16: I'll move to recommend approval of the Crowfoot Valley Road annexation to town council.
0: I will second. Can we have a roll? We, we, we just did
10: that. Did we do the, we that did that the annexation? annexation first? This would be number for the, for the zoning, you'd be. So, so. we just read. It? <laughs>
16: for the zoning.
10: Okay. PL1. you can read it again? <laughs> yeah, if you could read it again. The slide's right. up also. You see the oh, bottom um, one. Sorry.
16: I move to recommend approval of the Crowfoot Valley Road PL1 zoning to town council. And I will second. Can we have a roll call vote?
1: Chair Ernst? Aye. Commissioner Salinas? Aye. Commissioner Samuelson? Aye. Commissioner McHugh? Aye. Commissioner Warrenkey. Aye. Commissioner Martinez? Aye. Thank you.
0: That is a 6 zero vote. Uh, since Commissioner Cote is not present, I think we can skip over the Design Review Board update. Do we have any commission uh, items? Uh, we want to check for the next two meetings, November 9th, December 14th. Are there any conflicts? <coughs> Fantastic. Uh,
7: um, I, I, I actually may have a conflict which what um, on the 14th of December okay um, but I'll confirm we are going to Mexico and I'm not sure if it falls on that Thursday when we're leaving so you're not gonna, gonna cancel for us I <laughs> can call in <laughs> on the beach that was strictly
19: forbidden in there
10: yeah
0: <laughs> I skipped over the town council latest on update it's been two months is there anything that has transpired in the last two months
19: um, I was gonna first mention this last uh, meeting uh, we had uh, some updates on water court. Um, it's just long going forever. It always does. We spend the town spends about a half million dollars on water court a year. It's something that happens all the time. We had an update with that from Mark Marlos That was going well. Hoping to have some things resolved with box box elder by next year. Um, we had we called the alphabet soup uh, uh, meeting because we had we talk about the the gid and the bid, the URA, the uh, um, festival park. Basically, um, the uh, seven story parking garage and so it was a lot of that kind of uh, talk back and forth of course We we went over the 330 million dollar budget uh, Went well. Uh, it was a good meeting one of the things that ha- has um, Transpired in a previous meeting and you guys might may, may know a bunch about it or not is the um, <clears throat> we're gonna looks like we're gonna acquire lost Canyon the lost Canyon is the um, property that's between Founders Village and uh, Castlewood Canyon it actually mirrors um, Castlewood Canyon's about 680 acres ish um, it will be w- one of the biggest uh, um, parks open space um, on, the, on the front range um, it's it's a huge deal um, it there's a lot of moving pieces to it but we really believe we're probably gonna get that sometime next year and uh, that'll take a probably a year or so before we can get uh, like acquired parking and that kind of stuff. That would be in imp- a park, and, and it'll be a great buffer um, for Castle Rock, and it's one more opportunity for open space. It, it's it's going to be truly amazing. It's you know there's some things we've done that are pretty cool lately: uh, Metzler's uh, open space and Shell School, of course. But this is uh, this is next level, so it's pretty cool. So I don't know if you guys have any questions or follow-ups on any of that other stuff. Know, please feel free to ask now, or you can always email me later. What
8: do they do with that Lost Canyon? You're just going leave it. Yep. Rock.
19: Yep. Rock and uh, trails. Uh, probably uh, biking and hiking trails. Um, you know, like, the, the, I think not too much really. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's gonna be you know it's it's really, you know it's, it's gonna be truly amazing. in to add to that,
14: Mike. Uh, nothing really, except that it's a very exciting deal. I think it. Uh, Represents a huge addition to our open space portfolio. Yeah. Did I
10: miss anything, Kevin? You Did not. Definitely. Okay.
19: Questions. How many acres is that? It's six eighty-ish. Um, they're looking at five more acres here and there. Um, there's there's some there's there's sorry there's some land around it. It's got some um, people are talking about maybe trying to sell a little bit as well. So when it's all said and done, I think I think it will be. Little under 700 acres total, which is, I mean, if, I don't know if we have a, a front range park that's that, that big, besides um, there's Douglas County parks that, that, that uh, the <coughs> sandstone's bigger. Um, but as far as a town or, or city on the front range, I don't think there's anything that big. Wow. So. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, absolutely.
0: How about a staff update?
10: um so we uh, we don't have anything on the future agenda as of yet so we'll keep you updated as we normally do they come in sometimes surprisingly um we did I don't know if you know we did lose uh, our planner one pam hall um retired lucky her and um moved on so right now that that position is vacant um but as far as everything else that's all we have right now no updates
0: any comments from the commissioners it is 8 o'clock. I will move to adjourn the meeting. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Can we have a roll call?
1: Chair Erns? Aye. Commissioner Salinas? Aye. Commissioner Samuelson? Aye. Commissioner McHugh? Aye. Commissioner Warnke? Aye. Commissioner Martinez? Aye.
0: Thank you. Six zero. Have a great evening. Thanks. Great meeting, though.
7: <laughs> 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 That's what good.